Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Hummel Insurance Group for sponsoring today's show. Hummel Insurance Group now owns and operates seven different offices located throughout the tri-state area. For over 50 years now, the Hummel Insurance Group has been assisting customers with insurance needs and questions. For all your insurance needs, contact Hummel Insurance Group at 812-537-1785. Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. I'm Linda Hutchinson, the Executive Director of Rock Solid Families, and I'm here with my man, Merle Hutchinson. Hi, honey. Hi, how are you today? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I have a question for you. I'm not taking questions today. <laughs> then you're in the wrong show. You know, we start every show with that anymore. What? Like a question? I have a question for you, which yeah. is a good way to, you know, we're baiting each other. Uh, but when I say that, I'm just going to say, nope, <laughs> closed for business. <laughs> no, I, so, so seriously, I didn't realize that we did that. But mm-hmm. maybe you guys will have to go back and see if we really do that. Pretty much. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah Lately, yeah. you've been doing that to me. So yeah. I have one for you. Did you know growing up that you could see yourself as a dad? Did you think you were going to be a dad? (laughs) Um, Silence. So the answer to that is actually yes, very much so. But obviously, like you don't like you're not in diapers going, I'm going to be a dad, (laughs) you know, but I do. um, I had such a great dad experience uh, that. Um, I do remember wanting to be a lot like my dad. My dad was fun, uh, engaged, um, energetic. And I remember like, I want to be like my dad Yeah. Uh, in terms of being a dad like him. Yeah. So you had f- four siblings in your house. You're one mm-hmm. of five. So how many kids did you think you were going to have? Um, I never really gave that a lot of thought until um, I was getting closer to that time of mm-hmm. getting married. Um and then uh, I just have to be honest, like it was all about what I, the, the selfish way of <clears throat> thinking was really just part of my fabric and not even questioning it. So it was like two and done, <laughs> right? Like that's <clears throat> yeah. t- two and done was yeah. kind of the deal. Now I did, after we had to, I was... You're the one pushing for three. I wanted three. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I was more comfortable with it then, and I wanted to grow our family. Um, but yeah, like yeah. it was all because you know I don't know. It was just like and and hun, think of the number of people that we know our age that were two and done. Yeah, yeah, two and done because it was all about you've got to be able to. Um, control your environment, control Great. your economics, control everything. If you have three kids, now you only have two parents. You're How are you going to take care? Yeah, yeah those, those were the philosophies right. that were running around that we bought into. Yeah. So our t- show today is about kids and those who are waiting for a forever home. And before you change the channel and think, okay, this this show is not for us, um, we actually were questioning, like, what should we title the show? Because we don't want to turn you off before we ever engage in it. And so this was us. This was us of like, no, 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 no. We're not even going to entertain that thought. We're not even going to talk about that. That's not an option. Um, at least that was yours <laughs> philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mine was that was something I thought we were going to do before we were even married. I thought we would have a couple of biological children and then adopt. And so that is part of well, our why story. Why do you think that that was one of your thoughts 
from the get-go? That's a great question. God just laid that on my heart, and Mm -hmm. and I don't know where it came from. I really don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was a young adult. I was going into education, so were you. And so I was already kind of hearing the the sad story of our foster care system and kids Mm -hmm. in the system, and I I guess I really felt like I could help that. And so I always just thought that would be something we did. Yeah, you know, it's been a long time since I shared this story, but when I was a kid, my parents looked into adoption. And we um, actually had a girl that came from an orphanage at the time, and she spent weekends with us. And it really turned out to be a not mm. very good experience at yeah. all. Um, we, you know, and again, we weren't equipped for it. Even though we had five kids in our family, we weren't equipped to know like the baggage that right. she was dealing with. Yeah. yeah, and there was there was a lot of. Um, lying, cheating, yeah. stealing, some violence. And it was just like our, yeah. whole, our whole family was like, oh, no, this is not for us. And so I think in my mind, I had shut the door yeah, you, on that. It tainted your image yeah. of adoption. So, yeah. our, you know, the Bible says, is very clear that we are all called to care for widows and orphans. This is out of James one twenty seven, is because we're told in God's word, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So he boiled down the gospel to the most basic, purest mm. form, and it's caring for those who can't care for themselves and keeping from being polluted by the world. If we would do that, we would have a good chance of success and joy and peace in our lives. And so this is really very foundational to the gospel. And Mm. so that's kind of why we're tackling it today. That's one of the many reasons. Yeah. So it is a good topic. We're going to get into that. Let's thank a couple of our sponsors and then let's get into our work today. So uh, we again want to thank uh, our newest sponsor, Hummel Insurance Group, for coming alongside of us. We want to thank those guys for supporting our mission here. Also, we want to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions for the work that they do um, for supporting our programming and just supporting our ministry in general. So we want to thank those guys. Yeah. And don't forget, we're still in the month of November. So we still have our fitness special going on. Man, the time has changed. It's getting dark earlier. And so the opportunity to working outside, working out is kind of going by the wayside after work. So come join us Tuesdays and Thursday nights at seven, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at eight. With I me. need all the accountability <laughs> partners I can get. Yes. Yeah, so we come just, on out and we join us. We were just talking about the scale, weren't we? Yeah. My, our, <laughs> we're, it's time for a new scale in our house. The, you know, yeah. every few months our scale mm, lies. I'm not sure what's going yeah. on. So, so anyway, why this show, hon? Why this show today on um Well, adoption? the first thing that is really most revealing is that, if you didn't know it, this November is National Adoption Month. Yeah. Okay, so there's lots of different things that are celebrated in various months. But uh, this is kind of the time where nationally we uh, put a spotlight on the adoption uh, process, the, mm-hmm. the whole idea of it. And so that's a big reason why we jumped on doing this show here at this time. Yeah. And plus, it's adoption is part of our story. If you've been listening to Rock Cellar Radio at all, you know that. And if not, this is your first encounter with us. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. But adoption is part of our story. And um, our we have two biological sons who are both married and out mm-hmm. of our house. And then 
three more children who were adopted and they're part there are children now but they were siblings from the foster care world so we're just here to raise awareness and hopefully help some children find a forever home you know so we asked some friends by the way hon to join us in our conversation and we couldn't have them all around the table and it's crazy how we're attracted to couples and families who that's part of their story too it's really Mm -hmm. crazy i did not know a lot of people growing up who had adoption as part of their story did you did you have a lot of people um, in your no, no, circle? No, not no. at all. I didn't. Not and at so all. it's crazy how as we grow closer to the Lord and to other families, we really hear that this is part of their story. So um, one of our friends, Hun, reminded us of why they chose adoption. She said she was really moved by Ephesians 1, verse 4 and 5, and it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us, and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us into himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Well, honey, <laughs> it's worth thinking about because a lot of people say, well, we're God's children, but we have we, we are all his creation. But through a relationship with Jesus Christ, mm. we go through a process of adoption again. So yeah. that, that being reborn again, mm-hmm. that second home. Yeah. And so, yes, all people are a creation of God, but not all people are adopted into Jesus Christ under that family. And yeah. because that that is a whole different level of, no, my heart yeah. has to seek that. And so um, as we've talked about before, hun, adoption... Um, adoption is so difficult at times based off of where people's hearts are, mm. because not just like not all people want to be adopted into the home of Christ, mm. because it <laughs> takes a heart, a bonding of mm-hmm. the heart. That's part of our story, right? Like yeah. there has to be a surrender to that. And mm. and that's part of the challenge of adoption, because yeah. there's no guarantees that there's going to be that giving of the heart. Yeah. Right. Depending on the situation, the background, all those things. And so that's why um, it is a process that we can relate to. And thankfully, um, you know, it's it was even offered to us through Christ. Mm -hmm. And now we see the value in offering it out to others that we could maybe help. And for some people and stories and friends of ours, their story was infertility. That's what drew them to this decision to adopt. Mm -hmm. Years and years of infertility treatments and praying for a baby of their own, that was unsuccessful. And and they, some of them even said, like, God was laughing, like, hey, I got a different plan. So when you decide to surrender, I'm going to show you what that looks like. So for many, that was a choice they made because they haven't, couldn't have children of their own. But we know some who have biological children mm-hmm. who then adopted into their family. One of them um, shared with me, she said, there's always been a part of me that knew one day I'd complete our family through adoption. She says, when her husband and her were dating and engaged, we would talk about it f- several times as a regular topic. And if it wasn't even if, it was a matter of when. I can still remember many nights losing sleep just thinking about the millions of kids around the world without a family to call their own. I broke it it broke my heart, and it still breaks my heart now. That should not be any child's reality. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. So, so other people though, hun, have uh, like Krista shared with us a little bit the idea that they were all gung ho on a bigger family, mm-hmm. uh, but through medical issues, um, they actually had a couple biological children, but the medical issues continue to get worse and be yeah. a bigger challenge, and so. 
they were like, you know, it's not like there aren't other kids out there. Right. Um, at the time, they were uh, doing um, mission trips and stuff to mm-hmm. Haiti and stuff. And it's like, you know, there are people here in need that yeah. we could help. Yeah. And so maybe that's your story as medical uh, well, purpose. and you know, as as you mentioned, Krista, she said, I really didn't know if I could love someone else's child. And she said, it took a mission trip to Haiti and cuddling and rocking a child in her arms, singing lullabies. She knew that she could take care and love someone that she did not give birth to. And that began their adoption journey. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a hard time in this shit. <laughs> well, we're going to pull you through. So that whole idea of, you can see Linda's heart in this, and that whole idea of us um, thinking and, and believing that somebody else's heart is worth um, grabbing, is worth holding. And yeah. I think that that's why this is such a big deal. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, hun, you talked about the idea that if you boil down the gospel, it comes down to the heart of the mm-hmm. issue. And at the end of the day, you know, what is our heart for other people? And, you know, life can make us very cynical and cold. And we've done many shows where I've, you know, confessed that I can become hardened and cold. Um, But a kid doesn't, little kids don't have a lot of choice in this matter, right? Like our kids that we adopted, they had no choice in how their parents were behaving. And and maybe they, their parents didn't have any choice, right? Like, so all of a sudden we we see this um, long bout of living and people just survive and they become hardened and stuff. And these little kids, they don't, that's not where they want to be. Yeah. And so that's why this is an emotional issue. Whew. Okay, so I wasn't expecting that. So let's go on to the different kinds of adoptions because we want this to be a practical show as well. And for us, our story was the foster to adopt route domestically. And so we didn't have a lot of money. That wasn't really like we couldn't spend $50,000 going overseas. Like for us, it was like, how could we do this? And so um, we got... Um, you know, this story we tell a lot, but mm-hmm. I really thought this was part of our story. And you were like, uh, if God wants us to have more children, he'll put them in front of us. Right. And he did. Right in your school building as a school counselor, three siblings that needed a forever home. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we talk about mission fields uh, outside of our country, going to Haiti, going to Africa, going, and, and that's great, especially if that's where you're led. Um, wonderful. Um, but working in the schools, we see a mission field right here, yeah. right? And so it, we would see kids that were in difficult family situations. And even though my heart was not as open to Linda's as uh, for this adoption, um, I would say, listen, I see thousands of kids, you know, <laughs> in my journey, in my career, and I've seen very difficult situations. God will use that if, if it's meant to be. And it was. And it was. <laughs> And so kind of like Linda was tearing up before, um, when I heard uh, the situation of the three kids that we adopted, um, all of a sudden it was like no logical thinking had to come in. It was like all of a sudden my heart got grabbed and I remember coming home going, we need to talk. And that was not of me. Like prior to that, that was never, I never prompted the adoption conversation. That was always prompted by Linda. But it wasn't interesting now how God grabbed my heart Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that these kids, what they were going through and, and going to continue to go through. And it was like, do I turn my head the other way 
um, and just keep driving, so to speak, <laughs> or do I actually look at what's mm-hmm. going on here? And uh, to be real honest, like I felt like it was a time of testing of me. Like I'm not sure that I could have lived with myself with mm-hmm. this right in front of my yeah. face and turning and walking away. I, it w- but for our situation, it was part of our journey and we felt the call to step up. And, you know, it wasn't in our timing. We were empty nesters by no, then. I was we like thought ready we were to retire. done. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was dreaming of the We the were boat. thinking home free. And so, yeah, again, God's timing is not always our timing. And, and you know, a lot of our friends have done other routes. Some of them have done private adoptions. They've gone and spent a lot of money and waited a long time for a baby. They wanted a baby and, and that's sometimes a longer waiting period. And then we have other friends who have done the international yeah. route. And so the international is, I think that that's something that has really grown in the last mm-hmm. 15 or 20 yeah. years in our country. Um, and, and again, it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just like, hey, if that's where your heart is led, um, then that's incredible. Um, but that's a whole different, another uh, level of things you have to learn. And yeah. so it is important that if you're interested in that, that you start to do the homework to understand um, everything from yeah. the laws in that particular yeah. area to the type of kids and the situations yeah. they're in. Yeah, we have a nephew who was adopted through Mexico and, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, and now he's an adult and thriving. And so, you know, one of our friends said, we were called to international adoption and after doing a lot of research, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And and we wanted to help orphans in China. I knew that meant was part of our story. The orphan crisis in China is just that, a crisis. And it says, you know, the need is just so great. We wanted to help even if it's just meant one less orphan and so you know that's the point is you know you can't take care of them all but can you take care and love one child that may be what god's calling you to do yeah yeah for sure so um those are the the, some basic types of adoption there's others Mm -hmm. too within family members we see grandparents adopting um their grandkids for Mm -hmm. varieties of reasons so you know if, if you're just curious um, and, and you want to look into it, just glean some information, whether it's through um, child care services, um, Division of Child and Family, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. I know like when we work with our pregnancy care centers, yep. sometimes we get ladies who are uh, have an unplanned pregnancy, and adoption is something that we really want to promote mm-hmm. as an option yeah. to those kids. And so, Give the, somebody else a yeah, chance to yeah. love a child. And, and so those are all these different types of things that, you know, if one of those pricks your heart, look into it. Um, and it, like you said, hon, it doesn't have to always mean that it takes a ton of money, um, because in our case it didn't. Uh, because our kids came through the child services uh, welfare um, department, and you know the state wants this yeah. to work out because it, it financially, if you had to look at it from that perspective, it is a burden on the state. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, there's definitely hoops to jump. I mean, yeah. I remember it was almost like we we saw the family that we wanted, and then we had to do all the hoops. So we had to do the fingerprints, the background checks, the classes. Yeah, we kind of did it in backward order. (laughs) I was like, oh, goodness gracious, there's a lot. But it was trying to prepare us Mm -hmm. for all of the things that we were going to need for that um, experience. So let's talk about the blessings of adoption and the experiences that we've had and others that we've had, you know, there's so many people, you know, they grew their family, not just with their kids, but now they have grandparents and extended families of all these children they adopted. So that's been mm-hmm. cool for some. I think, hun, um, 
part of the biggest blessing that I see, and this is just going to be from our situation here, and everybody would have their own, but, um, you know, the idea that so much of the work that we do at Rock Solid Families, we are always talking about the generation um, impact, and sometimes people would talk about the generational curse. Like, you know, if you come into a, a bad family situation, and you just get stuck in it, and you tend to repeat it and everything, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'll say like the kids that we adopted, they've at least now been able to be exposed to uh, a different level of health. Mm. Um, we've been, even been able to work with their their father in particular. Biological uh, parents, yeah. Yeah, to, to just like <laughs> show him, you know, and that, that hey, your kids can do well. Yeah, and, and try and, to connect. I mean, we, you know, nobody wins if there's lack of yeah. bonding and unhealthy relationships. And so we want healthy for them, right? So yeah. if that's with biological parents and family members, great. You know, if it can't happen that way, then then maybe that tie has to be severed. But the fact is, is that so many of these kiddos have experienced such great trauma. And so one of those friends of ours had said that seeing their child overcome the trauma and not be a victim to their circumstances, to see them blossom and bloom. One mom said, you know, that even when they first got their little girl, and this was an international adoption, she wouldn't even let their parent, her new parents touch her. Mm. She wouldn't let them comfort her. They wouldn't, she would sit in the corner of the room and cry. She wouldn't even want to be near them. And she felt hopeless. They felt hopeless. And now today there's a beautiful little girl full of life that hugs them all the time. She laughs and plays. She seeks them out for comfort. Like that's the picture of the gospel. That's Jesus opening his arms and saying, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. And that's what we can offer these kiddos who need to feel that forever home and that love that's unconditional. Yeah. Some of the blessings are such simple things, but the simple things show the completeness of it. Mm. Like when you see your kids starting to just laugh and enjoy life and see value in life. especially when you knew the path they were on before brought very little of that. Mm -hmm. When you start to see them um, experience and go down the route of their God-given talents, like to use them, like, wow, you know, it's been really cool for us to watch our kids getting involved in athletics. Mm. Just to to like, this is something that there's a good chance that that would have just not been, it just would have not happened. And and so the idea now that they have an excitement for that and they're like, no, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, wow, like that is just so cool that they're growing that way. Yeah. Not only are we blessing the children, but we are blessed. You know, one mom said, to look at how far my daughter has come. She was a sweet, fragile newborn abandoned on a sidewalk to a life in an orphanage. And by the way, she had some physical deformities, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why she was rejected in China, to now that she's in her forever home with a family that she's thriving with. It loses her breath and awe of how good God is. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk because I, I think part of the uh, benefit of the training that we went through, yeah, was uh, most people jump into the adoption process with what we'll call rose-colored glasses on, yeah. because your heart's way out there in front of you, and you just mm-hmm. and you want to do something great and awesome, and you want to help a kid, and and that's definitely if you. you if Linda had not had that initially, there's no way that I would have ever gone into it, okay? So you do have to have some of that. But part of our training was 
sometimes um, some exposure to, hey, it's not all roses. Yeah. What was the movie that we watched that we were like, oh my Instant gosh. Instant Family. Instant Family. Yeah. You need to see that movie. And we actually saw or it. Or maybe the, not. Yeah. We actually <laughs> see it, saw it in a theater alone. And people were like laughing, like, this is such a funny comedy. And it was like, that's our reality. Like, yeah, that's yeah. our story. And it had highs and it had lows. And so there is a lot of um, baggage, a lot of trauma. Yeah. So the baggage and the trauma is real. Mm-hmm. Okay. But hun, let's talk just for a second about um, what surprised you that was hard. Mm. What in, in, in our actual adoption, what did you go? I didn't quite think it would be like this. Yeah. So our kiddos were 11, 10, and 7 when they came into our home. Mm -hmm. And so they had already formed some bad habits, but also some real um, unhealthy relationship dynamics. And so the bonding took longer than I thought. And, mm. and that was because that they were older. And so they kind of already experienced some things in the world and mm-hmm. kind of had their own understanding of who they should trust and why. And, and so that bonding took a lot longer than mm. I thought. And I, I was saddened by that because we wanted to love them and mm-hmm. we wanted them to feel like this was their home and this was their family. But, you know, because they were older, that took some longer than we thought. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, I think the thing that shocked me um, was how long it took to feel a bonding. Like now this is our family. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, this was our adopted family. Mm-hmm. Like I'd always have to have the idea of adopted. And and I think in my mind, I, I don't know why, but I just kept thinking like six months. It'll take about six months for everybody <laughs> to kind of get used to each other and get bonded, mm-hmm. get into our routines and we'll be good, and that just wasn't the case. I mean, yeah. and I had heard here more recently that it takes three to five years, and I would mm. say for us, it took every bit of that. It took yeah. every bit because your first three years, you're just, I don't know about a baby because we've never adopted a baby, but um, when you have kids that have a previous life mm-hmm. before they came into your house, you just don't undo that. Mm-hmm. You don't just snap your fingers and it goes away. So you're constantly like, well, what did you guys used to do in this situation? Yeah. Well, what's your memory of this? And, um, you know, that that was, I think at times it was frustrating early on. Like, let's just say, let's get into month seventh, eight, nine. And I was like, is this ever going to gel? Yep. So yeah. that was and, the and tough so, part. You know, one of the parents said... Um, Parenting an older child, which is kind of what we had, was mm-hmm. already had already had emotional issues. That child came with some abandonment issues, which some trauma, and so they carry that in. And in some people, a lot of families are not equipped to handle that, mm-hmm. and it needs professional help. So please do not be afraid to reach out and get help if you have an adopted child that is, you know, a child by adoption, you know, and the trauma that has been created. A, a, by other adults, it, you know, there was one, um, the adopted parent said, you know, that it just makes them so angry that those parents' poor choices have mm-hmm. affected their child so much. And, you know, one of um, our friends has a child that doesn't look like them. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, we can kind of forget about it. And that's just our daughter, but it's always in her face. <laughs> yeah. So it's obvious when you're out that people know you're not biologically their child. And so that might be something that you don't see color, 
But that child knows that there's a color difference and it's hard. It's hard when they don't see that as being okay. Yeah. You know, another a couple of challenges out of some of our parents and we can relate to as well or is, was just the uncertainty of yeah. everything from like, who is the kid going to be? Um, I often think also like the uncertainty of what um, uh, the child is going to be because you don't understand all their genetics, Yeah. right? Like we've yeah. joked before, you know, with biological kids, when your kid misbehaves, you can go, oh, that's from your side of the family, <laughs> that's right? grandpa. But yeah. when you have adopted kids, you're, you have uncertainty, like, where does this come from? Like, yeah. how do they, wh- where do they get a thought like that? How does that come to be? Um, so that's an uncertainty is definitely uh, throws a curveball at us. Yeah. But also just like the uh, preparedness. Yeah. Like I don't, even though we went through all of the training classes, some of our other parents have talked about like, mm. you're just never fully prepared. No. Well, and sometimes they got a phone call in the middle of the night yeah. or maybe a week notice that they're about ready to have a baby for the first time in their home yeah. or the uncertainty of bringing a child in through foster care with the idea that maybe they may be in forever with you, but then maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. mom gets her act together and, and you know that the system always wants to reunite the family. That's Great. the goal. And so that uncertainty, like, can I love them? Are they going to be mine forever? You know, are they going to have to go back? Um, it's very hard. Even a friend of ours um, adopted a baby and that mom had a couple days or weeks notice or um, decision to make whether or not she was going to parent or adopt or give up for adoption. And so just that in-between waiting period, oh my gosh, just... Yeah. It's challenging, very yeah. challenging. So as we start to kind of draw down, so you know, some of the folks that we talked with, ourselves included in this mix, some things that we felt like it would be important that that you, if you're listening out there and you're mm-hmm. like, I have thought about adoption, or maybe I've not thought about it, but maybe I need to think about it, okay? Mm-hmm. That something about this has been of interest to you. Um, here are some of the different takeaways that the folks that we've worked with say, you know, uh, here's something you might want to think about. Yeah, more than one of our friends, when we asked them, hey, what would you want people to hear and know if we did this show? And they said, ask a lot of questions. Talk to people who have adopted. Talk to people who have adopted domestically and internationally and through foster care and family members. Like, ask questions, some even hard questions, even if they sound silly, you know, that there are people out there who would love to share their story. They would love to answer your questions. We're actually going to ask you, if you're listening to the show today, and adoption is part of your story, would you do us a favor? Would you share the show on social media and then offer that to to talk to people, be willing to have conversations? Because if we don't raise awareness and challenge people, especially the church, because one of our friends literally said, (laughs) this may be a little bold, she said, but I think more Jesus followers needs to boldly step out in faith to care for orphans. If we don't, if the church doesn't, who is? Who will? Mm. And, and man, it's like, I know some of you didn't want to even listen to the show because you were afraid you'd be challenged to that, yeah. but that's something that God's called us to do, to take care of widows and orphans. Yeah, I think it's important too, hon, one of our, our families said, don't feel like you have to go this alone. There are yeah. so, lots of support systems out there, yeah. everything from your immediate friends around you, which by the way, you know, you do want your friends and family to 
um, embrace what you're doing because there's a good chance. Like that was a big deal for us. Yeah. We we did not want to go through first and foremost if our biological kids were not on board. Yeah. Um, because that would have been a deal breaker because yeah. the, we need them to be part of this. But then it was outside of that. We ran it by our families. And that was not an easy swallow for them. Uh, yeah. You know, some of them were like, are you sure you know what you're doing? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, they all came around and they embraced us and they continue to do that. And yep. I think that's been huge. Like yep. now they ask about our adopted kids all the time and they also expect them to attend everything, you know, just like all the other kids. Yeah, yeah. And again, we may not be using the right language. I know that um, political correctness has kind of changed how you word these phrases about children by adoption or whatever. We love our kiddos. They're our kids, right. okay? Mm-hmm. And so we've not maybe used the correct terminology that's out there in newness, but uh, we've been corrected on that before so, uh, but, but we let's go down that road for just a second so we ran that by our kids yes we did our adopted kids we said hey how do you guys want us to refer to them and they're like we're your adopted kids we, we're great with that we like to be adopted yeah you know? i mean th- we did we you know we we not that we always call them adopted kids, right, but no, that no. they're they're not offended by using the word adopted. They think it's really cool. They do. And it's they part of it's, the story. Yeah, it's part of their story, and it's been a good story. Yeah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it, you have to handle these conversations the way you do in your house, yeah. okay, yeah. and what works well for your kids. So if as we close, if you feel like this ship has sailed, like we thought, you know, we were like... I tried to think it <laughs> sailed. <laughs> Maybe you feel like you're too old to adopt. You know, this doesn't mean you're off the hook okay so maybe adopt an older child you know maybe you think you can't put a baby back in your home you're too old for that but there's a lot that's that's the greatest need are the older uh, children who aren't babies and that somebody isn't willing to bring in their home so maybe god's calling you to adopt a teen and provide for them a stable home maybe three four five years before they're off on their own you know, how about you are too old, or maybe it's not on your heart in terms of you actually being able to take that kid in, but the idea that you support the yeah. adopt, adoptive process, whether it's through financial means, whether it's through mm-hmm. prayer, whether it's through services that you're able to offer, um, support that. Yeah. Because, listen, everybody wins when adoption is supported. Yes. When these kids do not have any kind of system in place, any kind of home base stability, um, all of us pay for this, yeah. all right? And that's why we are called to take care of these kids. So there are plenty of other ways, financially, time, uh, Big yeah. Brothers, Big Sisters is yeah. a, an awesome way. So there are lots of other ways. Become a child advocate. Be a voice for a child who can't be a voice for themselves. Or sponsor, you know, um, through Compassion International or World Vision, a sponsor a child overseas and give them some of the basic necessities of life, even if they're not coming into your home. Mm-hmm. And as we said, share the show. You know, let's get the awareness out because, again, we've got to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're a Christ follower, God's calling us to care for widows and orphans. So how is God calling you to do that today? That's our challenge. Yeah. And uh, so I will say on that, like... Your prayer doesn't need to be, Lord, I hope all these kids have an adoptive <laughs> family. Your prayer should be, Lord, use me in this yeah. in this situation. How do you want me? How to do you want, yeah, like where do I need to plug in? Use me. And then he will start to reveal to you. He will give, as we've mm-hmm. talked about in other shows, the desire of your heart. Yeah, okay? and that's that's and what happened will... in your situation, huh? And that wasn't something that originally was on your heart, but God softened your heart and opened your eyes to really what he was calling us to do. Yeah. 
amazing stuff. So, yeah. hey, uh, hopefully this is a valuable show. Uh, as Linda said, share the show. Um, again, for the sake of our messaging and helping us grow the mission that we are on and serving families and helping marriages, um, please rate our shows. Give us our five-star rating. Mm. Um, that is not for our ego. That is for the search engines to, so that when people are having family and marital challenges and they punch something into a Google search, that we have a greater likelihood of having our yeah. message rise up to them. So yeah. please help us with those kinds of things. So again, we want to thank Hummel Insurance Group and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for their support. And we thank you for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana.